0: of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you shows should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by the news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we love you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you for your anointing. In this service, Lord, thank you that we're going to leave here changed folks, Lord, that we're going to changed here. uh, Just. We're just going to leave. We're just going to leave here with a hunger and a desire, Lord, to be what you've called us to be. To do what you've called us to do. And we love you, Lord God, even even in our valleys, Lord, we love you because you are faithful and in the mountaintops. We love you, Lord. Your will be done in Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Amen. So, guys, we're going to continue our study Um, in Philippians. I hope you've been blessed. I sure have been enjoying doing the studying and going back over Philippians. It's a wonderful book. What we got going on here, as you guys are probably aware of, Philippian church is going through a hard time. This is one of the churches that the Apostle Paul had a lot to do with a very special church to the Apostle Paul. So as the Apostle Paul is locked up and he's going through a very difficult time in his own life, he sends off a letter of encouragement to his buddies, the Philippian church. Note this, Apostle Paul's life probably isn't exactly how he thought it would be or how he expected it to be or how he wanted it to be. The guy's in prison for doing the work of the Lord. The guy's in prison for spreading the gospel. And instead of being, you know, wallowing in the muck in the mire or, or, or being depressed or discouraged about his situation, which this is a pretty hardcore, heavy situation for the guy to be in, he decides to use this time to be a witness to those around him. He has a new audience, um, a captive audience as far as he's concerned. And so he's just he's just doing the work of God in this area where the Lord has him at this time being. And I want to encourage all of you guys, wherever you find yourself, you know, you might be in the, the, the job of... Okay, let me just make this, uh, um, it, the, I know all, I know very well that you guys can hear me, it, and you guys already know this, but I'll just say it again. Uh, we want the mic going for the recordings for people that are listening, you know, in another location or at another time. So thank you guys for uh, just uh, bearing with us with that. So Philippians 2 and verse 14 is where we're going to start. Paul's got this Letter of encouragement going out to the Philippians, and it starts like this. Do all things, well, the letter doesn't start, but we're starting right here at verse 14. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Last week, we spent a lot of time on this, don't grumble, don't complain. Um, we're not going to dwell on that so much this morning, but we're not going to just rush right over it, because God has got this in Scripture. And this isn't the only place this is mentioned in Scripture. So God is making a point. When God makes a point, guess what? We need to listen. God's saying that he doesn't want his people to be a bunch of grumblers, uh, unthankful, uh, grumbling, selfish folks. Think about that for a second. Um, It's easy. You know, like the good book says, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things that can really hurt our relationship with the Lord. Not that the Lord's going to give up on us because he's not, but God wants to use us. And sometimes we can we can get to a place where we just, you know, we can just be a complaining type of folk or or, or just a, a person that's kind of hard, hard to be around sometimes because we don't see the good and stuff. So if we look back at the children of Israel, um, those that were set free um, from Egypt after being in slavery for so many years and seeing God doing all these amazing, amazing things you know, parting the Red Sea and all the plagues uh, and, and just letting them leave with like all the 400 years of back pay. They're, they're coming out of Egypt. And man, right off the get-go, they begin to grumble and complain against Moses, against God. And you know, God, God makes a point, man. Uh, he don't really dig on that sort of thing. And we see how Satan likes to use that stuff in the church, you know, he wants Satan wants to drive wedges into the church and all that. We're not going to focus too much on that this morning, but let's just say God doesn't dig on people grumbling and complaining. So what do I do if 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 I have this going on in my life? And it's kind of uh well with a lot of us it's just kind of how we are. You know, I'm I, I can be really good if I get my eyes off of Jesus. I start looking at my, my situations, I start looking at the sin of the waves, went and the waves. I can get grumpy pretty fast, man. I can get a bad attitude pretty stinking fast. So what I want to do, this is what I do. This is what Scripture says. When I find myself with a bad attitude, man, this is what the Word of God says. So look at First um, Thessalonians 5:16 and 17. Uh, Those two tiny little verses talking about, see, when I want to stop my grumbling, when I want to stop my uh, uh, complaining, And we can all be that. We have to replace that behavior with something. So how about this? 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16. Rejoice always. Verse 17. Pray without ceasing. So instead of being negative, and we all can be that way. I'm not saying anybody in here is that way, but I'm saying we all can be that way. And I know Satan loves to cause discord in churches. And so we've we've been mandated by God to let our light shine, you know, to be a witness. And God wants us to be a unified body, you know, to be there to encourage one another like Paul is doing with the Philippians, but also to be there to uh, lead the lost to the foot of the cross. So God wants us to be on the same page and he wants us to love one another. So look, I'm going to replace those negative thoughts, man. I'm going to replace that negativity or that grumbling and that complaining by rejoicing in the Lord. It's changing what I'm focusing on. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, things might not be going the way I want them to go. Or, or, you know, whatever's going on in your world that you you might be grumbling about or whatever. But look, let's change our focus onto what truly matters. And see, here's the big thing. In my life, I'm a saved person. I don't deserve salvation. I'm a messed up individual. You know what I'm saying? I don't deserve it. Um, But Jesus Christ shed his blood. You hear what I'm saying? Jesus Christ shed his blood. Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb, died. He suffered immensely. He died so us, so we could be saved, so our sins could be forgiven. So why don't I change and focus on that instead of what's not going perfect in my life or how somebody bruised me in some way, shape, or form? Because this is what God wants out of us. Okay, now look, rejoice always. Rejoice in what? Rejoice in the Lord. We always have something to be thankful for. Does that make sense? Rejoice always, okay? Pray without ceasing. You know, th- this, this is the deal, ma'am. Instead of... Uh, You know, grumbling instead of complaining, which is very possible for any of us to get involved in, rejoice in the Lord, pray without ceasing. In other words, when I feel that attitude coming on, or if you're like me, you realize you just did something you shouldn't have done and you're like, oh my gosh run to the throne room, man. What I mean by that is we got access to the throne room. Listen to what I'm saying. We have access to the throne room of God because of what Jesus Christ did for us on that cross. So I'm going to run to Him and I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend time with Him and let Him change the way i perceive these things i'm not saying that people don't do you wrong at them. i'm not saying that in the natural you might not have a reason to complain i'm just saying man that we can change that kind of ungodly behavior these things that that aren't pleasing to, in our relationship with the lord by focusing on god and how good he is and pray without ceasing the more time i spend in prayer the less time i'm going to get into behaviors that are not pleasing to god amen can i get a witness? Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Anyways, moving forward, and I sure love you guys. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Now look at verse 15, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. I love this verse right here. Now look at this part. Without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Guys, there's a messed up world out there. Okay. That's, that shouldn't be a news flash that I'm sure I didn't blow anybody's mind when I said that, you know, we live in a crazy world and it's getting crazier by the day and we don't have a lot of friends out there. Okay. But see, God says, I didn't tell you everybody was going to like you. I never said that. Matter of fact, I said, if they hate me, they ain't going to like you. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. So that's something that is just, That's part of our Christian walk, man. Everyone's not always going to think you're super cool because you love Jesus. And that's okay. We understand that. We're servants of the Most High God. We're God-pleasers. We're not man-pleasers. Okay? But see, God has still called us to do something. Look at the verse. In the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, because it certainly is twisted. Can I get a witness? It certainly is twisted to where people will call wrong right and right wrong and what is uh, noticeably wrong or perverse is celebrated, you know, out there in the world. Well, God has called us to do something about that, not get on our pedestal, not act like I'm better than these people, because I'm certainly not. You know, without God's grace, that's us. Can I get a witness? You know, and seriously, we're not better than anybody else. We're not. We've just accepted that precious, amazing gift. So we are blessed. And it says, this is what God says among whom you shine as lights in the world. for now hello hello anyways thanks for your patience this morning guys i really do appreciate it we cooking with natural gas all right verse 15 that you may be blameless and innocent children of god without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world We've been called as Christians to let that inner light shine. We've been called as Christians to be a witness to a lost and dying world. Look at me. Uh, look with me at Matthew 5 and verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Isn't that pretty? Isn't that beautiful what Jesus is telling us? He, he, Jesus is saying the same thing Paul's saying. Let your light shine, man. You don't know who's going to accept Christ and who's not. You know, so our life is to be a witness. Our life is, is to be a, a walking testimony of the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? So, so um the good Lord says, don't grumble and complain. Well, yeah, okay, we need to check that off the list, make sure we're not doing that. But also, there's a whole lot of other things, a whole lot of other uh, things that aren't beneficial to our relationship with the good Lord that we need to give to the Lord. So we need to look at our lives, and and Lord knows, man, it don't feel good when you do this. But, you know, David said, search my heart, man. See what's going on here. That's paraphrased. But God wants us to look at ourselves and say, what are these areas in my life that I'm not turning over to the Lord? Where are the strongholds in my life that I'm not giving over to the Lord? These things that are just not good for my relationship with the Lord. Because this is what God calls me to be, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God. Okay, without blemish. So when I see that word blemish, I automatically think about, I, I think about those sacrifices that the uh, Hebrews used to do, right? Where they would take the, the lamb, and it had to be a lamb, without defect, without blemish, um, and then and they would sacrifice it as an atonement for their sins until Jesus Christ would come and be that lamb slain before the foundations of the earth, the lamb that taketh away the sin. You know what I'm talking about. Well, Jesus Christ was that perfect, spotless lamb, and that sacrifice, you couldn't just bring up any old lamb. You couldn't just bring up any lamb with a broken leg or, or goop running out of its face or something like that and say, hey, this will do. No, it had to be as perfect, as faultless, as flawless as you could get it because it was representing something great. It was representing Jesus Christ. So guess what, guys? We represent Jesus Christ. You understand that? We represent Jesus Christ down here on earth. That, that we, are, we have been called to be a witness. We've, we've actually been called to be a living sacrifice daily to lay our lives down to be what he's called us to be. Does that make sense? So when, when the Apostle Paul says that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish, of course, we're not going to be perfect, not on this side of glory. We're not going to be perfect. But guess what? Jesus Christ's righteousness has been placed on our back. You know what I mean? And so it needs to be something that I take very seriously. And, and this is a, a really ouchy moment or a painful moment for me when, when I realize, well, I'll put it to you like this. When I get into the Word of God, not just to study for a sermon, but when I get into the Word of God, it reveals to me everything that is messed up in my little world, you know, everything that I need to give over to him. But see, that's what it's supposed to be, guys. More of him, less of me. Amen. I got to be willing to pick up my cross and follow him. So we need to take this serious, just like Paul's talking to the Philippian church. He's saying, guys, man. Walk that Christian walk, man, okay? That you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. We got a job to do. Look at uh, 1 Peter 4 in verse 15. 1 Peter 4 and verse 15. But let none of you suffer. This is Peter weighing in, talking about walking that walk. Amen? but 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 let none of you suffer as a murderer can i get a witness right and what the apostle Paul's saying if you're gonna suffer man okay you're a christian guy you're a christian lady you belong to jesus the world's not always going to like you and if persecution comes into your life which you shouldn't be surprised if you do find yourself in a fiery bunch of persecution or a fiery trial you know what i'm saying He's saying don't 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 let yourself be going through a hard time because you're deciding to uh, live a life of sin. You know what I mean? Um, like don't don't be involved in things that you shouldn't be involved in. Because what you have going on there, you know, if you are going around God's laws or God's rules, you know, love your neighbor as yourself or whatever, you're going around God's laws. Well, you're, those aren't really trials. You're you're facing the the consequences of your own rebellious actions, right? Did you hear what I just said? If I break God's law, if, if I go around doing what I want to do, say, I'm not going to follow what God says here in a good book, well, then Jesus warns me, man. He tells me, wrapped up in this action, this rebellious action, is going to be a consequence. He warns us. He's not being a jerk. He says, if you do this, there's going to be consequences. So that's what Peter's saying here. He's like, you're going through a hard time for being a meddler, not a bit meddler, but a meddler, bit meddler, but a Better, better, I don't know. All God's people, all God's people said, pull it back together. First Peter 4 and verse 15. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Peter's making it clear, man. That, that right there, that's not a trial, bro. All right, that's, that's not a trial. That's you dealing with the own consequences, your own consequences of of deciding you want to do something that God doesn't sign off on. Okay. You you don't want to be suffering for that. You want if you're gonna suffer, in other words, if you're gonna suffer, let it be because you're walking the walk. Let it be because the world just cannot stand that you represent Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I get a witness? Moving forward, next slide, beloved. You guys are great. Philippians 2 and verse 16. So here we, here, here's the dealio. It's as simple as all get out, man. It, it's, it's, it's as simple as we can get. Right here, the letter to the Philippians. Live a godly life. Try and be that example. Love your church family. Love your church family. Uh, love those around you. Let God use you. Let's bear some fruit because God has paid a big price for your salvation and we don't need to be a sideline Christian. Can I get a witness? Okay. Philippians 2 and verse 16, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Holding fast to the word of life. What's the word of life? The good book, right? Hold fast to it. That hold fast, ma'am, Uh, That's interesting, you know. (laughs) Okay, uh, you know what? No, it doesn't even matter. It's a stupid, you want to hear a stupid story? You don't don't have time for a stupid story. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Holding fast to the word of life so that the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain our labor in vain holding fast, not letting go, believing the Word of God, but not just believing the Word of God because I'm not letting it go. I'm following the Word of God. Amen? And remember how James talked about, James in, in, his, in his letter, he talks about, you know, listening to the Word of God and not letting it do its work in you or, or listening to the Word of God and not applying it to your life is like looking in front of a mirror and seeing that you got like some dirt and chocolate gravy or something on your face, you know, and you don't do anything about it. Of course, if you look in a mirror and you got something on your face that's not supposed to be there, you're going to be like, oh my goodness. You're going to clean yourself off. James says, well, when you when you get into the Bible and you don't let it change your life, that's what it's like, man. You're, you're, the Word of God is there to guide, lead, and direct us. As a matter of fact, look at Psalm 119. Verse eleven, Psalm one nineteen, verse eleven. This is a goodie. I have stored up your word in my heart. I like that. I like that. That's, that's a lot of a lot of folks are starting to do more and more of that. Um, not just storing up the word of God, but but you see a lot of people are gardening again, and not just for pretty flowers, but people are are actually storing up food for that rainy day. Or you know, a lot of us around hurricane season will get a bunch of uh, extra bottles of water. A lot of people are getting prepared. You know, it's just. Times are uncertain. You know, a lot of times there's not food in the grocery store for what you're looking for. I like to store up, man. I like to be prepared. Does that make sense? I like that. I don't like when I'm looking for something and I don't have it. I like to be prepared. Anyways, this is what we got going on here with the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 11. I have stored up your word in my heart. Isn't that good? I've stored up God's word in my heart. I've spent time in scripture. I cannot I cannot tell you guys enough how important that is. That that the more I get into the word of God, the more it's going to change how I feel about things. You know, if I want to stop grumbling and complaining, um uh, I need to spend more time with God. You know, because a lot of the people, uh, well, the people that I may have a problem with, and I'm not saying that people haven't hurt you or are done wrong. I'm I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying the more time I spend with God through prayer and, and reading scripture, The more I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel his heart, the more I'm gonna feel his heart for those people. Does that make sense? Um, you know, look at the women, look at the woman caught in adultery. You know, when everybody was so quick to stone her and they were ready to spill her blood, the Pharisees were just, you know, just excited and and more than willing to sacrifice this sinful woman to make a point. You know, And, and you gotta, you just gotta, imagine that Jesus Christ's heart was breaking to see how we can be like wolves, man, ready to just to tear each other apart. Does that make sense this morning? So we're talking about living that godly life. We're talking about, I've been blessed by God. Give me just a few more minutes. I've been blessed by God. And if you look in your heart, you know, you have been, you know, you have been, I've been blessed by God and I want to be a blessing to others. I don't just want to hoard my blessings, I don't just want to say, well, God has been so good to me, you know what I mean? And I'm just going to kill time till quitting time. You know, God hasn't called us to do that. God has blessed us and he wants us to be a blessing to others. Amen. Does that make sense? Okay, so I have stored your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's beautiful. Second Timothy three and verse 16. All scripture, this is the apostle Paul again talking to his protege, his understudy, his right hand man, Timothy. All scripture is breathed out by God. Do you guys understand that? That this word, this book that God has given us, He has He has protected it. Does that make sense? Oh, it's been trampled on by so many men oh, over the ages. And look, okay, just go, go back to the very first page in the Bible you know just go back in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth if he can hold all this together he can keep the word of god he can keep the bible the way he wants it to be amen if he's doing that you know what i mean okay then it shouldn't just be beyond the realm of belief that he can keep this book the way he wants it to be amen and i serve i serve a mighty god amen and if and and i've, I've you know i've i've done my time buying the, the cheap furniture i've Let's do it. I probably have to do it this week. Lord have mercy. You know, you, you buy like the stuff from, from the stores and at, uh, certain stores. I'm not going to talk bad about no stores or nothing, you know, but uh, there's been a time or two I picked up something from a store and I got to put it together and I'm already under the gun, man. I'm already just super max stressed out, you know, doing this junk. But I'll, I'll go and look for the, yeah, I got a basic understanding. Okay. I need to make this pile of wood look like this bookshelf. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I, I don't you're not going to be a rocket scientist to do that, you know. But then you you pull out the the manual, the directions for doing it and you're like, "Oh my goodness, gracious." Now I know why this was in a closeout store. Oh no. Oh, or uh, now I know look, this is the manual is in some Asian language, yeah, you know, which is fine and dandy, but I don't speak or read Asian languages, you know. I'm not saying nothing against. It. I'm just saying. Okay, well, I don't know what that's telling me to do, man. You know. So, I guess the point I'm trying to say. I really don't remember what I was getting at. Just be careful. Be be careful where you buy uh, furniture from. And it, you're. They're not going to be mad at you if you say, "Can I see the directions first, Men, there's nothing wrong with asking directions. Okay this book right here is our manual for life okay this bible is our manual for life and it ain't going to lead you the wrong way okay it's there's some deep stuff in there okay there's some deep into the pool stuff but the the stuff that you have to get the stuff that you absolutely have to get a little kid can get it and the more you get into it the more this book will open up to you and make sense to you and if you say to me well i don't i don't read i don't like to read okay we live in this amazing world where you can listen to it on the CD, you can listen to it on the, on the iPods, the iPhone, the iCloud, the I whatever. Hey, I'll, I'll, you know what I'm saying? Just get it in you. Get it in you. It make sense? Alright. Alright, tell the truth. Shame the devil. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So the Apostle Paul is saying, hold fast to this word of life uh, except no crazy substitutes man because there's a lot of uh crazy books that people would say oh this is my holy book this is pfft, it doesn't matter it ain't man that's doo-doo i'm not trying to be rude okay but there's only one holy book there's only one book that is alive that'll change your life and that's that's the holy bible can i get a witness All right, yeah, holding fast to the word, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. When I graduated, many, 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 many moons ago, long time ago, um, I I remember this, vaguely remember some sort of ceremony where people were getting awards and stuff, and man, all I wanted was my diploma, dude. Well, I didn't have no awards coming to me. I didn't do anything special. I didn't have wasn't going to get a badge for doing anything. But all these people were getting awards and stuff and you know, hey, this kid's got a scholarship to this. This kid did this for 4 years or whatever. And man, all I wanted was my diploma, dude. I just just let me out of here, bro. I've done my time. Let me out. I'm about to go. The world is my oyster. Well, that didn't work out either. But but that's another Sherman. <laughs> but but anyways, you know, I was just happy just to get my ticket to ride, man, you know. And that's the point the Apostle Paul's saying, hey, saved people, don't just be happy. Don't just be satisfied with where, you're at, with, with where you're at with God now. Don't just be happy because you have salvation. That is the big thing. But I have use of you now. I want to use you now. I want you to be bearing some fruit. I want you to be out there doing what I've called you to do. Make sense? holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. It's verse 17, Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Apostle Paul saying, you know, uh, if, if this is what I'm supposed to do with my life, if, okay, the drink offering thing, they would do that uh, sometimes with grain offerings they would do that sometimes with animal sacrifice is they would pour out strong drink they would pour out wine on the on the on the steaming hot altar man and it would it would go out real fast it'll be like a sweet smell to the lord and it was there and then it wasn't just a real quick thing and the apostle paul saying man if my life is being poured out in service to the philippian church if my life is being poured out to you in the other churches if my life is just about doing what God has called me to do, then what else is there to do, man? I exist to give Him glory. I exist, you exist, to give God glory. We are here to give God glory and give Him honor, um, to obey His Word. You know, that's what we're here for. So the Apostle Paul is saying, You know, even if my life is being poured out, I'm spending, I'm spending the last, the golden years, man, just doing the thing, man, for all you other Christian people. That's okay with me. That's okay. What else is there to do other than be obedient to God's word? That's what I'm here for. Amen? You know, and that's how we need to look at it too. You know, that's honestly, that's how we need to look at it. Okay. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Is there anything, you know, the Apostle Paul saying, I'm sowing into you guys' life, and it's so worth it to sow into you guys' life and to see you mature in the Lord. It's, it's worth it. And, you know, that's something that we need to think about, too. Am I sewing into anybody else's life? Just a little food for thought. You know, what, else, what else is there? Well, okay, let me say it like this. Let me slow down for a second. I get to, I get to just talking so fast. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, but you guys are bright. You're soaking in every little word. Um, you know, we want, we have this wonderful privilege um, to be a blessing to others. And I don't think we should, I don't think we should miss out on that. You know what I mean? The Apostle Paul is saying, man, it's worth it to me. I'm doing what God's called me to do. Amen. Moving forward. Excuse me. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Don't think that I'm getting the short end of the stick here, guys. I'm doing what God has called me to do. That's what the Apostle Paul said. I'm doing what God's called me to do, man. What else should we do but be obedient to God's word? Amen. Look at 2 Timothy 4 and verse 7. This should be on your monitor, I believe. This is Paul talking to Timothy again. And this is right at the end of Paul's ministry. This is right at the end of Paul's life. He's locked up. He's going to lose his life at any time. And this is what he's able to say. This is what he has said. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Isn't that wonderful? Man, thank you, Lord, that each and every one of us will be able to say that that I remain faithful. You know, that, yeah, I had my ups and downs, man, but but I ran my race. The Apostle Paul saying, I had this job to do, and I didn't mind doing it. I had this job to do, and I didn't mind doing it. And Philippian church... Don't don't think I, I'm getting the the bad end of this deal. You know, I'm being obedient to God. You know, I'm following the the, the the plan that God had for me. I'm on that plan. Amen. We 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 doing all right? Let's go to the next slide. How about the weather? That's been pretty nice, huh? So wrapping things up, guys, Philippians two and verse nineteen. Um, we're just going verse by verse. If, if you don't know what we're doing, we're going verse by verse through the book of Philippians. And so the Apostle Paul's writing this letter to Philippian church. Philippians 2 and verse 19, he talks about his understudy. He talks about his protege. He talks about Tim, Timothy. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be cheered by news of you. I think this verse is really, really cool. Because the Apostle Paul is saying, "You know, I think this thing could work both ways here. I'm sending this letter to you guys because i want to I want to encourage you as you go through your trials, your storms, your tribulations, um the fighting the quarrelling that's that's going on in the church, and plus all the outside interference where people are coming against you, I want to help get you guys on that path. I want to get you on that right path. I want to encourage you." Through the word of God, keep in mind, the apostle Paul is going through a stinking, really hard time right now himself, you know, and he's like, I want to send Tim, I want to send Timothy to you, and I want him to return with some news about you guys. In other words, I've been a blessing to you, and it would be awesome to get some news back about you. I want you guys to be a blessing to me, and that's kind of what, what, what I wanted to focus on, um, we're not going to spend too much time on this, but I'm going to kind of focus on that is not stagnating, not not being that that dead sea, you know, but but because we receive the blessings of God, like the Philippian church is receiving those blessings. But the Philippian church has also been a huge blessing to the Apostle Paul. Does that make sense. He's blessing them, but the Philippians are also blessing Paul. You know, that's what it talks about, man, that that we are to uh, love our neighbor as ourself. So as God blesses me, I want to be a blessing to others. That's what the Apostle Paul's hoping. Let me get some good news back from you guys. Let me know what's going on, man. I'm locked up in here. I don't have the freedom I used to have. I just can't go down the road and visit you. But I'm sending Tim. I'm sending Timothy because he is trustworthy. I'm sending Timothy because he's responsible. I'm sending you the best that I have. Amen. I'm sending you this guy. And I'm hoping he's going to bring me back some news about you guys because I want to be encouraged. And I want to encourage us to be a blessing to others. Does that make sense? Matthew 10 and verse 42. We don't just take the blessings of God and hoard them, okay? But we want to be a conduit. We We want those blessings to flow through us. Amen? Look at Matthew 10 and verse 42. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water, and whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water, because he is a disciple, because you are one of Jesus' disciples, God wants us to be a blessing to others. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water, because he is a disciple, truly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward now that was very interesting, man. you know what Jesus is telling us right there that you know, I blessed you, I want you to bless others, and then I'm going to bless you again. you're not going to lose your reward, even if it it looks like you're going to be you're gonna be the guy at the short end of the stick there because you bless somebody else God says not it's not going to work that way, you know, I blessed you. You bless others, and I'm going to reward you. Amen? So the Apostle Paul, he's saying, I'm sending Tim, guys. I'm sending him, and I hope he brings me back some news, man, because when I get that letter about you guys, man, that's going to be a good day. Okay, moving forward. For I have no one like him. This is verse 20. This is uh, Paul talking about Tim, Timothy. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. Apostle Paul is saying, I want to send Timothy to you. He's the man for the job. I know I can trust him. I'm giving you the best guy I got. I can't wait for him to return, get some good news about you. Now, let me tell you a little something about my buddy Timothy here. He's a good guy. He's he's not going to be fake. He is genuinely, when he hears, when Timothy hears about what you're going through, he is going to be genuinely Concerned about you. It's not going to be fake. He's not going to be phony. He's not going to be like when you're talking to somebody and, and you're you're laying your heart out before them and, and you, you you realize, well, they just really just want to. They're thinking about something else or something. You know, that ain't Tim, man. Tim's going to be soaking it up. Tim is seriously going to care about what you're going through. Hey, Amen. Tim's a good guy. Anyways, um, so what, what 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 am I taking home about this little thing? about this little tidbit, our little closing tidbit here about I'm sending Tim to you and he's going to care about you. Christians are called to care for other Christians. Christians, we have a responsibility. Look around you. Look around you guys. Look around you. This is the part of the body of Christ that you're in, man. You know, this is your family. There' a lot of differences. You know, a lot of different people in here. A lot of different things going on. Let's see. Just like Tim, Apostle Paul, he doesn't even have to think twice about it. It's like, Timothy is going to be concerned for you guys because he's a real Christian dude. I know the kid. I've, I've sowed into his life. I know where he is in his relationship with the Lord. He is the type of guy that is going to fall in love with you guys. He is going to care about what you're going through. And that is our job as well, to care about our other brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? Does it make sense? John 13, verse 35. So we've kind of went full circle in our little study as of of today or last week. You know, don't grumble and complain. Don't have a bunch of infighting between one another, but actually love one another. Be committed to one another. Amen. Uh, John 13, verse 35. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. It's a real powerful verse, man, that God said that this should be a telltale sign that you are a Christian. The world, the unbeliever, should be able to look at us and say, Christians are there for one another. Christians love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So, if we don't feel that way about our brothers and sisters in Christ, if we don't feel that way about the people that we're doing life with, you know, we're, uh, in, in our church, um, we need to pray about that. We need to pray that God would give us a hunger uh, and a desire to love our Christian brothers and sisters. Amen. And that's going to go right back, man, to uh, replacing that negative thoughts, that negative behavior with rejoicing in the Lord, with we'll, we'll praying and spending time with God, staying in the scripture. Let him change the way I think and perceive things. Let him renew our mind with the washing of the word. Father God, thank you for blessing these folks.